It's podcasting time! Welcome to Just Another Jerk, Dispatches from Japan. As always, I'm Jonathan Isaacson. Please remember to subscribe for automatic updates in your favorite podcasty place, probably Apple Podcasts, but more and more people are over on Spotify with podcasting, so maybe you're there. Go find the podcast and subscribe wherever you get it. Rate and review the show as well. And most important, remember that sharing is caring, especially with the indie podcasting world. And it doesn't get much more indie than this little rinky-dink operation. So today is one of those rare episodes that isn't about Japan. It's a much more personal topic. So yesterday, of course, was Father's Day. So I'm a little late here, but I thought I'd just share a little bit about my father, or daddy, as I actually called him. I was born in South Carolina. I lived in Tennessee growing up as well. My mother was from Tennessee, so my mother was actually my mama. So yeah, my mom and daddy. But yeah, anyway. Um, sadly, my father passed away a little over four years ago after a battle with cancer. So here's a real hot take for you all. Cancer fucking sucks. My wife and I, we were able to make it just in time when my when my father passed. Um, we scrambled to get airplane tickets last minute, and we almost forgot to fill out the ESTA form, which is the form that non-American citizens need to enter the U.S. We did that at Narita Airport, but I don't want to dwell on all that, that crappiness, that crappy night. I want to celebrate his life. So my father was born in 1950 in Chicago um, to a Swedish father and a first-generation German-American mother. And like I said, he grew, he grew up his entire childhood in Chicago up on the north side. Uh, he went to Lane Tech, a uh, school of champions, back when it was an all-boys school with something like 5,000 teenage boys in one school. That sounds kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie. Because, um, yeah, he wanted to do technicals, like be a, work in technical fields originally from what I what I gathered. Although he was apparently, apparently pretty bad at drafting. Um, that's kind of one of the things I remember hearing about him in his high school days. But yeah, so he, he went to Lane Tech. And eventually then he went on after graduating from high school. He went to Augustana College in Rock Island um, in the Illinois. And part of that, I th- I'm sure, was because Rock Island, uh, the Rock Island Augustana, there's two Augustanas, it's confusing. The one was actually broke, it was a kind of splintered from the other, but whatever. Augustana in Rock Island, Illinois, so that's where my father and my mother went to, to college. They're, they're Swedish Lutheran schools, and I'm sure that's a big part of why my father went, because, you know, he grew up with a Swedish father. Um, I'm sure it wasn't the only reason, but it was a big part of it. So, like I said, my father went to Augustana, Rock Island in the late 60s, early 70s, and was kind of part of the hippie-ish group, from what I've heard. There wasn't a real strong hippie presence at Augustana, but they were part of the hippie-ish group. Um, so yeah, that, that they were always kind of on the left of things. And that kind of explains where, you know, my sister and I are. We're on the left of things too, and have always been. And so it was, we can't out-left our parents, really, um, like a lot of people can. We, we cannot do that. But, um, yeah, so he, he went to Augustana, so did my mother, and they got married right after university, and he went on to seminary. 
uh, first in Ohio and then down to Southern Seminary in Columbia, South Carolina. And he became a Lutheran pastor, which explains, you know, why my sister and I were both born in South Carolina. Um, because like I said, he went to school in, in Columbia, South Carolina. My sister was born in Charleston. I was born in Georgetown, South Carolina. I don't remember South Carolina, though, because we moved a lot when I was a kid. And one of those moves was when I was only two years old out of South Carolina. We ended up going to uh, Memphis, where he got in his, his next assignment as a preacher. And he eventually left preaching uh, in the Lutheran Church, not entirely on his own terms, but that's not really important right now. That's not what I want to talk about. I want to celebrate my father and all the good things about that I remember about him. So once we were in Memphis, he went on and got his master's degree and then went to Minnesota to get his Ph.D. Uh, doing theater-related stuff. Uh, I think his focus was dramaturgy, which uh, is a lot of the kind of the research and the background work to get, prepare for a play. Um, you can go look up dramaturgy if you want. He was a dramaturge. Um, but yeah, so, th- so one thing I remember is one of my earlier memories, not my earliest, obviously, but cause I was at this point, I would have been seven or eight, I guess, um, was the Minnesota showboat. Now at the university of Minnesota, there was a, an old, t- old timey showboat on the river and it inside of it was a little theater. And my father was involved in the productions on the showboat when he was getting his PhD from the University of Minnesota. And the the plays I remember are they weren't they're not well known plays. Um, there was one it was like apparently an operetta I looked it up kind of an operetta called Captain Jinx of the Horse Marines and that's the one that really that's the one that really sticks with me. It seems to be based on an old 1860s kind of novelty song. Um, But yeah, there was apparently like kind of a little operetta that was written about it. And for some reason, that play stuck with me. Because I remember seeing it on the showboat with my father, you know, being involved with it. Uh, There was also something called The Moonstone, I think, was another one he was involved with. And then there was some, some theatrical version of Dracula. Again, those are the those are the ones I remember, um, but yeah. So that 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 was those those not my earliest memories, but certainly some fairly early memories that really, like I say, Captain Jinx for some reason made a real impression in my brain, and it's there's no reason why it should have done that, but it did, probably because it's kind of a catchy little song. So go look it up, Captain Jinx. Of the horse marines. He feeds his horse on corn and beans or something like that. But yeah. And you know, somewhere, some uh, around that time as well, my folks got divorced. So I didn't grow up, you know, be after let's see, elementary second grade. I didn't grow up in my with my father in the house. Um I I, I saw my father all through growing up, you know, throughout my childhood. So it wasn't like I never saw him, even after my folks got divorced. But like I say, I didn't grow up with him in the house after second grade. So what's about seven years old, I guess. Um, but eventually, both my mother and my father ended up in the Chicago area at the same time. So that was good for us as kids. I mean, we could go see our father more often. 
And um, I remember a lot of things, you know, going into Chicago and visiting with my father. And, you know, he was at that point, he was a preacher again. He got back into preaching in the Lutheran church. Um, And then again, he kind of left that church as well. Again, not entirely on his own terms, but again, that's neither here nor there for my discussion today. Um, And he ended up doing, he worked at the Swedish American Institute for a while. um, And then he eventually got into uh, doing university professor stuff. Um, Ended up then in Minnesota for a couple years at St. Olaf, and then on down to Kansas. And he ended up at Sterling College for a little while, and then Bethany College in Lindsborg, where he he could go full Swede at that point, because if you know anything about uh, Lindsborg, Kansas. It's a very Swedish little town. Bethany is a, a Swedish, another Swedish Lutheran college. So it was a good fit for him at the end there at, at Bethany. And I want to talk kind of about some of the memories I have with my father. Like I say, I, I remember for some reason, Captain Jinx and the horse Marine of the horse Marines. But I also remember like the things we did together. You know, there were a lot of kind of projects that I remember working on together. Although if I'm being honest, some of them are probably, I remember the photos as much as I remember the actual events. Um, but whatever, you know, that that's fine. There, there are still memories for me, right? Like I remember there was a volcano cake. Um, so I, I, I maybe have been, it might have been for Cub Scouts or something because I was a Cub Scout for a couple years that it didn't last very long. I never was really into it. But there was like a, a volcano cake that I'm pretty sure I made with my father. And we made it using Nilla wafers, make kind of make the shape of the volcano and put icing on the top of it. Um, but yeah, the cake was like a sponge cake probably with the, with Nilla wafers and then icing on it. And there's a picture of me and my father, me and daddy with with the uh, with the volcano cake. You know, I guess we we probably worked on Pinewood Derby cars together. Um Maybe a birdhouse. I don't remember exactly. I think those were with him. The things I really remember with my father were a lot of the things we did in Chicago. So after my folks were divorced and my father, my daddy was living in Chicago up on the north side again. I was living with mama out in the west, far western suburbs out in Aurora. But I'd go in to see my father quite often, you know, probably about once a month or so, I, I guess. I don't remember exactly. But... You know, we'd go do things like play tennis in the park because there are a lot of great, you know, there were a lot of uh, tennis courts that were free to use in Chicago in the in the city parks. So we'd play tennis a lot. Um, we'd go rollerblading sometimes. I remember buying my first, you know, good bicycle with him at Village Cycle in, in Chicago. I bought a Specialized. It was a, uh, a rock hopper back, back before... There are a lot of changes in the in the specialized lineup, but yeah, an old purple, kind of purple and uh, kind of have the gradient, like the gradient from purple to indigo on in the back of the tail end. Uh, specialized rock hopper, hardtail, and rigid for completely rigid frame. But that was my first kind of like good bike. And I remember we we would go on a lot of bike rides together on that bike, and he had it. I know we had a couple bikes stolen over the years, but. Yeah, we would go on bike rides and things like that. And we'd go out to restaurants and cafes. You know, one of his favorites and then also one of mine because of that is Kopi Cafe up on uh, North Clark in uh, in 
in the whole, where all the Swedish stuff is up there. And Kopi Cafe, a, a traveler's cafe. I remember you had the option to sit up in the windows, like on, on which actually very Japanese style, actually. It was like just mats on the floor and, and cushions you could sit on the floor. Or you could sit at you know regular cafe table. And in the back of Kopi, there's all these souvenirs and knickknacks and travel books you can buy. So yeah, it was a staple in Andersonville up there. Still there. I went there once with my wife. I had the carrot cake because that's what my father, that's what daddy always got. My wife tried the carrot cake and just, nope, too sweet. She's Japanese. It's American style carrot cake with the, uh, with, with the, the, the cream cheese uh, frosting. Way too sweet for my wife, but say daddy loved it. So for him, I had, a, I had a slice. It was good. So yeah, Kopi Cafe, if you ever get there, try the carrot cake. Think of Carl Isaacson. So yeah, like, so those are the kind of things. I also remember once he worked on kind of a like a documentary sort of thing for the Swedish American Institute. And he, because he was very into the whole Swedish thing. Um, like I say, his father, so my my grandfather, my far, far, uh, was from Sweden, from northern Sweden. And never it always sounded like he just got off the boat although my father my dad he never could hear his father's accent but yeah far 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 sounded like he was straight off the boat till the day he died but um but yeah so my my father looks like he played swede all the time um and you know mockingly and jokingly denied his german heritage and said his older sister got all the german he got all the swedish um but yeah i remember so we when my father was working for the Swedish American Institute, he made kind of a documentary, short documentary film about Swedish Americans in Chicago. Um, and, I, you know, I really wish I knew what happened to that. Because actually, I, I went out and helped him that, that that summer. We drove kind of all over the place and went to all, all kinds of places, talked to interesting people about different things in, you know, Chicago that were connected to Swedes because Chicago had a very large Swedish population, which is why there's Andersonville. Like say it's a Swedish area of Chicago. And yeah, so those are some of my memories. And my father could be very, very silly in a very good way. So I remember one time, this was in, after he'd moved out to Kansas. And my sister and I had gone out to visit for, I think it was for Christmas, maybe probably Christmas, Maybe it was New Year uh, for Thanksgiving. I don't remember exactly, but we had gone out to visit and we went to go see Ralph's Ruts, which were some old uh, Santa Fe Trail wagon ruts. And we're standing by the fence looking at the ruts and <laughs> there's all these cows. I mean, this is middle of nowhere, Kansas, out, you know, out on the open prairie. And my father is standing here by the gate, arms wide open, saying in a very loud voice, come here, cows, who wants a hug? And that is just, we'll say that, that's the kind of thing my father would do. And it was always so wonderful, and we, we, we all miss that. And he was also really curious. Like I say, he, he made that, 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 that documentary film thing about Swedish Americans, and he, you know, he did the research. He learned about all the stuff and all the places and all the people who were connected to these things. And he did that about everything. And that's something I get from both my parents, is this curiosity about life. I mean, both my mother and father, you look things up. You want to know 
you, 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 if someone asks a question and you don't know the answer, you get out a reference book and you look it up. I grew up with an al- world almanac and a dictionary in the kitchen next to the kitchen table. There were a couple sets of encyclopedias in the hallway. You look things up. You know, my father was that way. My mother's that way. And obviously, that's why I am the way I am. If you know me, I will look things up. And so, yeah, that, that's something like I, say, I loved about my father, too, was his curiosity. And he never questioned my life choices, right? I ended up moving to Japan. I got married in Japan. It was very clear that, you know, I was going to live in Japan. Never said a word about it. Never thought, oh, you shouldn't do that. I didn't get from from either parent, both of my parents. And I'm, I absolutely love that about my parents, that neither of them ever told me, are you sure about that? They never asked me if I that question. And I love that about my parents. And I wish my father was still here, you know, so I could share all the good things. You know, and, uh, yeah, he never, he, he never once asked that question. And despite the fact that he was a Lutheran minister, a pastor, he never questioned me about being non-religious either. Like I said, he just, he just let me choose my own path. And I'm thankful for thankful for that. You know, and I'm really also, I'm really thankful I was able to talk to him less than a week before he passed. I was in Japan, and he was in his hospital room in Salina. So thank God for technology. I thought I could do this without crying, but apparently I was wrong. miss you daddy so sorry about that but obviously it, it, it still hurts I know it's never going to end but like I say there are a lot of really great things about him and I'll always remember those and I'm sad he never got to meet either of his grandchildren because I'm sure he would have been the best, best far, far in the world. So I'm going to leave it there. Sorry to be a bit rambly and a little bit kind of teary here at the end, but thanks for listening about my daddy. I'm sure he would have been the biggest fan and booster of this here podcast. So please remember to subscribe, rate, review, and share. You know, get a friend to do the same. So you can find the Twitter for this podcast at Just Another Cast, and you can make your own hashtags about you if you want about it. You know, do whatever. Say hashtag I love this podcast because you do. Anyway, um, email questions, comments, suggestions to Just Another Jerk Podcast at gmail.com. There is also a Facebook page. Just search for the title of the podcast, Just Another Jerk Podcast. And you should be able to find it, like it, and follow the page over there. And like I say, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, probably some others. Find the podcast. And that's all for me here. So on that note, I'm out. 
Peace.